and welcome to Byman's Employment Teams podcast series, Let's Have a Conversation About. This series of short podcasts will be released over the coming months, highlighting a particular HR issue that your company may be grappling with. So let's start. Let's have a conversation about redundancy. Redundancies are not pleasant for any business. The last several years have been particularly difficult for businesses in specific sectors due to the pandemic. Unfortunately, redundancies are a fact of commercial life. And as such, it's not pleasant making the decision to make your staff redundant. However, employers should just have in mind the following when deciding to make their staff redundant. One, preparation. When a company decides they have no choice but to make redundancies, it's always prudent to decide in advance how you wish to address staff and set out your business reasons as to why their jobs, posts or departments may be at risk. The failure to be transparent or clear to individuals may in turn make those individuals think that there is a much more insidious reason behind their jobs being at risk of redundancy. Redundancies can happen in three situations, namely the closure of a business, the closure of an employee's workplace, or a diminishing need for employees to do the available work. The employer needs to identify the reason for redundancy, who will be at risk, and whether those at risk need to be part of a selection pool. Two, considering whether a pool for selection and or a selection criteria is needed. When you've decided which posts or departments are at risk of redundancy, Don't forget to consider whether or not a pool for selection has to be identified. For example, do you keep your pool narrow, such as a pool for one? Or do you widen the pool, as some staff may have intertransferable skills? So your pool may be two departments or maybe in one department, such as the finance department, where you may mix your credit controllers with your payroll controllers and your accounts executives. Consider what the criteria should be and how to score against each of those criteria. For example, absence is often a criteria. However, do you have staff on long-term sick? or maternity leave. Make sure you do not score them harshly. Otherwise, you open yourself up to potential disability or sex discrimination claims. Always have your selection criteria ready in advance of any consultation meetings so that you can discuss these with your employees. Three, consultation. When consulting with staff, make sure that it's a two-way process. Make sure that it is a meaningful consultation as opposed to staff believing that it's just a tick box exercise. And again, don't forget to contact those people or consult with those people that are absent, such as those on statutory leave, such as maternity, or on long-term sick. Four. 
Four, suitable alternative employment. As part of the preparation stage, collate all the available vacancies in the company so that you have that information to hand when you undertake consultation. The issue of suitable alternative employment has been the cause of many an unfair dismissal claim. So what are you considering when you're addressing the issue of suitable alternative employment? In essence, the role cannot be on less favourable terms than the employee's previous roles in terms of status or terms and conditions. Also remember, for those staff that are on maternity leave, if you have any suitable alternative positions, they must get first refusal over others. Five, collective redundancies. If a company is considering making 20 or more people redundant, don't forget that collective redundancy rules apply. I'll discuss this in a future podcast. Six, avoiding redundancies. In some situations, companies cannot avoid redundancies. However, it's always prudent to consider other options before deciding to go down the route of redundancy. For example, can you redeploy employees to different roles in different areas of the business? Can you undertake short-term working, restricting overtime, Do you lay off your employees, cut back on temporary staff, independent contractors? What about reducing business costs, like cutting non-essential business travel, perhaps removing discretionary benefits or changing employees' terms and conditions? Remember, with any of these options, you must consult properly and fully with an employee prior to any changes being made to their contract of employment. Thank you for listening. Until the next time. Goodbye.